Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Greetings, slackers. I hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. How are you? How are you really? Let's get down to the deep core of how you're doing. Well, obviously, you want to pass some time. Uh, that's why you've downloaded this podcast. Um, I thank you very much for that. Hello to everybody who's new, who's um, just jumped on board on season two. We got like a massive influx of people over the last few weeks, and um, like the numbers of the podcast are like growing way, way, way more than like I don't know. I don't know what I expected when I sort of started a podcast, but it's doing doing really well. So thank you very much for that. Thank you to everybody who's leaving um, nice comments and reviews and rating it. I think Apple featured it on their carousel uh, at, at, on like episode two, the Christine and the Queens one, and we've had, <laughs> we've definitely had um, some randoms who've come in and listened to it for like five minutes. I think I got like a, a review last week, which was just this is gibberish. And to be fair, like when when it comes to my introductions, he's not wrong. Uh, if you're joining in right now on this podcast and you're like a massive loyal Carner fan, let me introduce you to what the Slacker Podcast is all about. We get artists in, doesn't matter uh, what genre, just as long as I can, you know, I'm a massive fan of them. And there's an audience out there for people who want to hear what they sounded like at the very beginning. I try to get the earliest demo that I can get off them. The scratchier, the better. Some of them that we've had through sound like they were recorded on a dictaphone sellotape to the back end of a dog shelter. And other ones have pretty much sounded studio ready. So it's kind of like up to their discretion of what demo they bring in because it's a really good place to start for like, an, an interview and to like find out where an artist comes from so so far on this uh season's podcast we've had christine and the queens and bring me the horizon scroobius pip fat boy slim and yeah, i don't want to really give away who we've got coming up but we've got some amazing names and um some of my favorite guests that we've had on so far speaking of which uh this artist is called loyal Carner. his album his second album is coming out on Friday this week. So if you're listening to this 
um, on Thursday when it comes out, then you'll stay up to midnight and listen to the record back to front. I think I might do that. Um, if not, if you're listening to it way after that, then you should definitely go and listen to Laura Connor because everything that's come off it so far has been really good. He's got an incredible collaboration with um, Georgia Smith on that record. Uh, I know he does some work with uh, Jordan Rakai, Tom Mish. And just when it, when it comes to UK hip-hop, he, he offers up something completely different than uh, what the UK is known for. Like, you know, the UK has some incredible MCs, but normally it's of the more sort of aggressive t- style of music, like drill music or grime music. Um, when it comes to Loyal Carner, you know that he loves beats from people like Jay Dillon and Mad Lib, and he kind of loves all that, like, early roots maneuver stuff. I'm just, I'm really into it. Like, it's it, it's music with humanity and heart and soul and like there's not too much of that about and loyal corner just does it the best so it was great to have him come in and get one of his early demos i think the very first time i heard him was on a a feature and on a reggie snow track from 2000 and blah 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 i can't even remember when it was but it was good to have him come into the studio and uh chat nonsense with me for a little bit also um as usual, this podcast is sponsored by my book. It's called Phil Taggart's Slacker Guide to the Music Industry. So if you're making music, if you're in a band, if you're a singer-songwriter, if you play the nose flute and you take your music seriously, then I have stuck together like a guide through 70 interviews to kind of help you on that journey because it's very confusing if you're setting out to do it by yourself. So I interviewed people like Run the Jewels and Loyal Corner, of course, and Slaves and just absolutely tons of people. And uh, yeah, stuck it all in one place. So if you go to philtaggartslacker.com, you can order the book. Uh, you can order the ebook. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, that's it. Sponsored by that. And I think I can hear my front door going now, so I better run down and get it. This is the Slacker Podcast with Loyal Corner in three, two, one. Who is it? Right, that's me off. Right, here it is. Little Carner, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, so we have got our guest, Little Carner. Yeah. AKA Ben. AKA the, the king of. South London. Dog walking at South London. Okay, the king of dog walking. South London for real. Yeah, here I am. You're like uh you're like what Roy Keane is to dog walking to football to, to <laughs> UK rap music. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I hope so. The Roy Keane of rap. Jeez, I'll take that. Oh my god, I'd take that all day long. The Roy Keane of rap, whoa. There's something there's something to that. Yeah. What's going on, anime? You well? Yeah, chilling man. Um yeah, I'm really nice actually. I just had a, a ban me. Um, which was nice. Tofu, no, fish, fish ban me. So I'm feeling. I don't even know what that is. Your, your, your culinary like prowess is like way a, above mine. Vietnamese baguette, right? So it's, it's really simple stuff. Uh-huh. It's because Vietnamese has a big, heavy influence for French. I don't know if it was colonized or whatever, but a long time ago, there, there's a big like French impact on Vietnamese cuisine, and so it's like a Vietnamese, all the flavors of Vietnamese mm. food inside a French baguette. Serious. God, that really puts my like. 
beans on toast <laughs> or whatever into context. Beans. The people always think like I'm going to New York soon and like oh, everybody cool. thinks right when you go to America you put on loads of weight. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I go to Paris I put on way more yeah, weight. Yeah, because of the cheese. Because of the cheese. Like the cheese is dangerous. You, every morning for breakfast a croque mm. monsieur yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like Ooh. cheese on the outside of the bread yeah. Yeah, cheese, cheese on, on the inside. inside of the bread and cheese on the outside ridiculous. of the bread. It's ridiculous man. <laughs> yeah. It's just the cheesiest place. <laughs> I'm just coming back like pure bloated. Yeah, yeah. You should go if you go if you're in New York you should go to a place called Ivan Ramen. Um it's this like ramen chef who um he's like a hero man. I met him actually. I cried when I met him. I was, I was <laughs> you so, cried la- when you so met him lame. Ramen, chef. But he was proper proper hero man. Yeah, um, and yeah. ba- basically he anyways he he was like he's an American guy and he was the first like white um ramen chef to ever make an impact in Japan. Uh-huh. Be accepted by by Japanese people as one so of their proper own. trailblazers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a legend. Um yeah, Ivan Orkin. I think that you can probably speak with as much confidence about food as you probably can music at, at, at this yeah, stage. I think so. I don't know why. I just I've studied it kind of accidentally. Once I once I'd studied everything there was to know about rap by accident. Um, mm. I still have a lot to to learn. I think, but I just started doing the same thing with, with um, TV shows, like f- cooking shows by accident. I just drink in. It's like those are the two things I can drink in information for. Um, and that's it. Sticks. Yeah, that, but it's the those are the only things. I don't have any kind of like useful knowledge I can tell you <laughs> about like any nineties rapper or any niche like Lebanese yeah, yeah, yeah. chef. That's kind of where I sit. So like it's the start of every podcast, we play a demo yeah. uh, or like the earliest thing that anybody will, <laughs> yeah, will yeah, yeah. let us play. So, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some some people are like going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is opening that vault. <laughs> nothing is opening that vault. But um, I'm gonna play this off my laptop. We're gonna edit it in after, uh, and we're gonna play uh, a demo from six years ago. Jeez. This is Lil Connor and Eleven. Uh. <laughs> I haven't heard this for so long. The green leaves turn maroon as the wind claims he caught him. It's autumn, and he didn't want to lose us, so we bought him two tickets to the theatre, the National Waterloo. We knew we should have kept it simple, but simple just wouldn't do, because she was 17, but little redheaded, never been bedded before. Begging for more, but was stressing the court. Now, was he right? Was he a type? Did he want it every night? Or would they tangle once and then disappear out of sight? It wasn't quite unrequited, but was close enough. Known to hold a bluff, hoping he would open up when the clothes were off. But he never did, just another story. What's a porky to a pig? Now, we was glorious with fibs and that was that telling the lies and acting like it's back but leaving him less and less cause she knew it became a trap but the gap to escape had merely turned into a crack and it was at this very second she knew she weren't getting back so they continued to kick it slow I was on the side writing rhymes like I didn't know but I knew and it hurt never let it show through didn't work could to tell the truth that I told you so listen don't be caught up in their rise to listen cause I've been in that that was a uh, demo from Loyal Carner that was 11 what, what goes through your head when you 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 hear that further? Uh, I'm assuming the first time in a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Like, it's weird because, like, I'm feeling it. Um, but I had such a shit like a uh, rap voice. When I used to put on like a kind of rappy voice when I when I was younger. Um, what was your like? What What do you mean? I don't like, know. Like, it just, like, it, just, it, just like, it doesn't sound as much like me as as uh, as me. Do you know what I mean? I guess take, it's, I guess because I was younger. But it's kind of like I was trying to be. I don't know. It just like. Uh, like, it's kind of like I'm forcing it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's because I've done it so many times that when I when I used to record, I used to record so much, like the same verse over and over again. It took me a long time to realize that 
you know, after you said it a few times, you're not saying it for any reason. I'd still be like, yo, I've got to get it perfect. Every little bit's got, like, every nuance has got to be perfect. And I've got to sound like I'm crying here and then I've got to laugh here. <laughs> and then before I knew it, it, it meant nothing, you know? It, um, it it takes quite a long time to sort of grow into yourself and find your own yeah, voice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, even, yeah, like, yeah. I listen back to, like, an old radio show or something. Yeah. I'm like, my God, I sound like X. I sound like uh, Z. I sound yeah, like yeah, Y. Yeah, yeah. You're like, but I don't sound like me. It's weird, though, because I do. I haven't listened to that for so long, probably in, like, six years. And I, I, like, I really... It's made me feel like I actually I'm, I'm all right at rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I remember posting that on my Facebook when it came out, and some guy who will remain nameless, like a musician, commented on it like "sick bars, shit beat." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, "You're like, well, like, did you did yeah, you make the beat on that?" No, 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 no. So like, some guy who also remained nameless because it's not fair. But um, I just remember thinking, "You wait." One day I'll be all right. <laughs> well, what do you do like when you when you start out as a as a rapper and you know that you've got you've got bars and you've got stuff to say? Like, how do you go about finding those beats and and getting everything to that sort of recording stage? Do you buy them online? Do you find just, people on it's, SoundCloud? Or it's like, kind of just yeah, like I don't know. To be honest, man, everyone on everyone I knew that I was growing up around had like a few sixteens. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't even like even if you could rap, it was like. Nobody really cared if you could rap because everybody could rap, do you know what I mean? So I think it was difficult to get, not, I'm not saying your foot in the jaw, but it was just really people that you were hanging out with. You just had to try and be lucky enough to be with someone who had a mic or someone who had this. And even if you didn't really like them, you were still kind of like, yo, what's up, man? Can we, like, can I come around? <laughs> so, yeah, but yesterday at school you said you hated me, man. It's like, yeah, but I didn't know you had a mic then. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, like, for me, I had, like... um like, I don't know, I just was in conversation with a few people and they get sent beats and they wouldn't like them. And I was always just getting, like, the worst beat from the batch. So they'd, like, go, oh, I got sent these beats from so-and-so. You were getting the relegation Yeah, beats. yeah, yeah, I like all of these, you can have this one. Yeah. And I was like, okay. But I didn't have any beats and, you know, I just, I didn't want to go down the route of just doing the whole jumping on some of my favourite Mob Deep beats and whatever. Because these are all beats I love, but they've they've been... I, I've always found it kind of weird because they're these every beat every beat that I love, usually, from a rap song, has a, like a good rap to go with it already and so you know i'm not trying to like yeah you don't want to jump on somebody else yeah thing. i wasn't trying to like, trying to step on anyone's toes or you know i kind of I've, i appreciate things for what they are do you know what i mean like i've when i was supposed to do my fire in a booth ages ago i really wanted to use a common beat instrumental because common's <laughs> like my hero yeah proper hero um but every beat i listened to i couldn't get his like his rhymes out of my head and so i couldn't write to them and also everything i did write just didn't feel good as as good didn't feel good enough to be on his beat, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and I worked. I just, I kept writing, kept writing, and nothing felt like it was like worthy to be on those. It's like pulling know? on the shirt, isn't it? Putting on the number seven shirt, yeah, your, yeah, football, yeah, your favorite yeah, football team, and for you, real. Have, you, have exactly, to, you have to earn it, don't you? Exactly that. It just felt like you know. I, I guess so. I was really kind of particular with beats. I used to just, you know, just only be like, "Yo, can I have it? Has anyone else heard? Is anyone else using it?" And if anyone else had even had it on their computer, I was like, "Yeah, like, no, don't not, want it." Yeah, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Like you say that, like you know, everybody around your like age there was like, lots of people like they had their own 16 bars whether yeah, it was beats yeah, or yeah, whether yeah, it was yeah. rhymes or whatever yeah. but like when you when you'd say that to me without like knowing you now like if you say oh i'm from london i've got yeah. 16 bars yeah, the first yeah. thing that goes through my head is like oh it's a grime mc yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah, don't yeah, you don't yeah. automatically think oh, okay it's going to be like you know yeah, hip -hop UK, uk hip hop yeah but i had i think that's the thing about it because even in my in my head i don't think of those two things as any different which is interesting i mean i kind of think of when I had 16s when I was younger, I had some, some faster ones mm. and some slower ones. I, at the time, wasn't kind of intellectualizing it to the point where I was thinking I have some hip-hop rhymes and I have some grime rhymes and I got some garage rhymes. I just had rhymes. 
And you didn't. You never fucked no, up with grime. No, no, grime. I did. I did for sure. Yeah. I had grime. I had loads of grime tunes, and I I still have grime tunes on my computer. New ones. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, like, yeah. I love grime, and I'm <laughs> yeah. and I'm like I, I kind of I, I prefer garage beats. Really like that. It's kind of almost same time, but just it's kind of got a bit more swing to it, and I find it easier to rap to those kind of beats. But like I I just I've always had verses for every kind of um. I don't know, instrumental like bed, do you know what I mean? Like from 90 BPM or like 70 all the way up to 140, do you know what I mean? But the beats I was getting at school were hip hop beats. And the people around me, like what what was kind of growing at the time was like people were kind of digging back. I know when you, you know when you go to school, everyone's kind of looking back because no one wants to be doing what's current. Everyone's like, yeah, you lot listen to this current stuff. I'm going to listen to some old stuff. And yeah, exactly. I'm going to see happened, where it yeah, came from. Just happened it was like old school hip hop that I like, fell in love with. And, you know, I'd just lose myself for days and days and days on um, the scroll bar on YouTube. And then that was it. I'd like get I'd get locked into it and I just would disappear into like a hole of rap. And like every day, I was discovering more. And it, what was the, the beauty of it is there was just so much more to get out of it. You know, it's weird. Cause it's weird you say that because like you're, you're like you would have been a teenager when when you were going through all of that. And like you know, you're, you're still like what twenty four years yeah, old, yeah, like a young yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, the concept of new music, people think that a lot of places think that young people just listen to new music. Yeah, whereas yeah, I don't no, think no. that that's that's They're true at all. Desperate for something that's not new. Do you know what I mean? But I guess like I, I, I felt when I was younger, I was desperate for something that was my own. Do you know what I mean? So I find all these like niche, like there was a rap group called The Alcoholics, right? And they had this one beat that was produced by Madlib. And I found the beat first. And then like a month later, just on YouTube, I then heard the tune. And I was like, oh, this is that, that beat that I love. And <laughs> yeah. I had to take away my rhymes from it because... <laughs> Obviously, someone had put some good yeah, raps on it, but, copyright. but yeah, I was just so desperate for something that I could bring to people, be it at school or be it at home, mainly at home. I mean, I don't really care about people in my car. I wasn't trying to impress them really a little bit, but there is a little yeah. bit about it. Like, yeah, you know, but I kind of had to get over that because it just it wasn't worth it, and I'm not an impressive guy. So <laughs> I'd be like, "Yo, yo, you heard this?" And they go, "Yeah, man, fuck off, <laughs> go away." <laughs> Go get some crisps. <laughs> but like when I was at home, I'd be like to my dad, "Yo, check this out." And so I was kind of digging back for something that he would never hear on the radio to my mum like you'd never hear this you know and it was a lot of grime as well but I just I don't know like I, I used to watch Channel U I used to watch MTV Base I used to watch um, what was the other one Flavor with an A yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. before I knew it I, I was like well versed in all of this music but th they'd play Skinny Man then they'd play Kano then they'd play like Power the first like the remix yeah, yeah Lethal Bizzle so it's and, like uh, yeah, do you know what I mean or Morphe Crew or whatever? And, Morphe and Crew. Yeah. These, these are all these are all the same things. Though. It was Leaf Abyssal, but then yeah, Morphe Crew's after, and then like all these things are coming at the same time, and they're all to me, to, to me they're all just it's all just rap. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not hearing it and going, that's a rap tune, that's a grime tune. I'm going like these guys all look like me. They all sound like me. They're just rapping different styles, like hip hop, like '90s hip hop is. Yeah. You know I mean, you have some guys like Q-Tip who sounds like this. And then you know you have like Bum B and um, Pimp C who kind of slower on some West Coast stuff, sounding like this, and that was just how it was. There's there, there's a freshness to that like old school hip hop sound that like has never died and I, it was I got me thinking yesterday um, when I was doing my radio show because it was like thirty years to almost to the day that Dallas Soul released um, Three Feet High and Rising that's like so mad. that's was, a thirty year old I was minus album. six <laughs> and we we stuck on um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, like, yeah. this does not sound no, dated. No, no. You know when you listen to like some some indie rock tunes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, even yeah. like stuff from like the two thousands or yeah. whatever, it right? Sounds that and you're like, it era. sounds yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. like, there's something, there's like a an agelessness yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to those beats. You know, I think it is because it could like, I don't know, not all of it is is sample heavy, but there's like the beauty of the samples is because 
you know that that's timeless music that they're sampling because it's the the, re- the way I feel that sampling must have come about. I'm, you know, from documentaries I watched and books I've read and chats I've had. You know, I, I feel like it. You know, Q-Tip was saying at one point he was like, you know, the reason we're sampling is because I don't have any instruments. You can't afford any of this or any of that. But my dad had a record player, and so I record. You know, one sample, then I record one beat. But if your dad has it, it has to be, and your dad likes music or whatever, then it has to be of some quality. Mm. And that song's probably already been around for sixty years. And if that song's been around for sixty years and it's still popping. If you flip it, it's going to be around another 60 years, because you know I mean? you're just taking that same song and giving it new, even more life, even kind of more relevance, I think. But like, that, that, yeah, that was the beauty of it for me. If you look at like Warren G regulate, right? Yeah, big like, But you think, right, most people go hear that song and yeah. be like, oh, wow, okay, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's an old Michael McDonald track, yeah, right? And that, that's like so, like the most middle of the road yeah, yeah, sounding, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, AM American sort yeah, of yeah, record, yeah, 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 yeah. But the, what's and that's so, ultimate yeah. flip. But yeah, but what, what's what's so interesting about it though is like the potential for that tune. Because when you hear it, like even when I hear it now, even because I hear I've got the original on um, one, one playlist, I, yeah, yeah. and like, when I hear the original, I hear the Warren G. But then also when I hear Warren G, I hear the original, <laughs> yeah, and I feel yeah, like yeah. they're one in the same. But I, I feel like I don't know. It's kind of through listening to hip hop or whatever you kind of, or you when you think about making beats or something that you start you start to grow this ear for songs that have a potential or a certain thing and. Yeah, there's loads of songs like that that, I don't know, as much as they weren't designed for this purpose, uh-huh. I think even if Warren G hadn't have flipped it, okay, it wouldn't have necessarily gone as far as it had gone. But if anyone who heard it would have gone, oh, what is, what's this? It wouldn't have been like, oh, I can't imagine using that, you know? But I think that's that's the innovation. I think that's where, like, you know, they'd say that there's no technique or something and it's not a craft, you know, like, talk about guys like Madlib, who's like arguably my favourite producer. That's alive right now. Yeah. Um, and you know the guys might might just loop something, but it's about hearing the right part to flip and loop and you know and, and make timeless. You know the, the one thing that like you get with hip hop fans is like they're not holier than thou. When you like have a metal fan, they won't listen to anything else. Or yeah. hell bent for metal yeah, man. Yeah, 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 or if yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. into techno, yeah, yeah, they yeah. won't even listen to house music. It's yeah. just techno. Yeah. But because <laughs> of the sample culture of yeah, hip hop, yeah, 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 yeah. like you're ultimately yeah. opened up to yeah. funk and yeah. disco. And yeah, like all soul, soul records and jazz, but this is the thing is it's pushed even further now because like then you go right everyone's everyone's sampling jazz, everyone's like guys like Madlib or whatever or guys like Havoc from Mob Deep, Rest in Peace, Prodigy, or you know like, like these guys, um, or even Knife Wonder, they go everyone's fucking sampling jazz, so I'm gonna start sampling prog rock, or I'm gonna start trying to sample <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the intros of some metal tunes, or I'm gonna start looking at reggae, or and then because they start doing it. You start hearing it, then you start moving with it. Like on this Jay Diller album that came out, the diary, the one after he passed, um, he was flipping like, um, "What's that you hear in my car? I can feel safest." Oh more. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this guy he, Newman yeah, flips that. He flips that and turns it to "Here in My Truck." It's mad it, it, and it sounds wild. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the one that I bumped the most on that album, but the fact that he sampled it has forced people who would never have heard that song to or even back. even approached that that genre of music to go, "Oh, actually, I'll give that a go." And I, I think that's always been the beauty of. Of, of hip-hop anyways is i don't know like for me is it it, it was like my gateway into different places the other kind of music from like like indian theme song like bollywood movies yeah. to then you know just all the way coming back through nigerian like i don't know desert soundtrack you get loads yeah, of sci-fi yeah. with mf yeah, doom yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. it's just you just you just you're digesting culture and fiction you know i find that's why i'm starting to like lose a lot of interest in like drill and trap music because it's just they're, they're it's it's becoming two dimensional to okay. me. Okay, but the, like the, the the like kind of the, the like the modern. Yeah. Like, I mean, the trap beats have like I've been playing them on the radio since like I started yeah, on the radio. Yeah, 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 and the yeah, trap yeah, beats yeah. been 
you know, like that Roland yeah, hi hat yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. has been very popular for a long time. Yeah. But you know, in the last eighteen months to two years, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. become crossover and it's become mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, uh, like, and like, if I never heard Migos again, now yeah. I wouldn't bad an eyelid. It's the soul. It's the soul. I think sometimes that's missing. You know, because. Like I hear tunes like there's a, there's a Fredo tune I heard the other day. Yeah, I can't. I think it's one to his mum, and a sample on that is so beautiful. And so it's a Fredo. It's a Fredo. Like I like, I like Fredo. Do you know what I mean? And like Fredo represents the all like he's like the same way I like Fredo. The same way I like gangster films like The Godfather because he represents the life that I don't live. Yeah. So I enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I don't know when I when that that's kind of how it's supposed to be done. Do you know what I mean? Because it just because you know it's it's whatever genre of music or this or that doesn't mean it can be void of soul. I think sometimes it can become really easy to create to recreate a beat. So say like one type of beat becomes successful, right? And if you're kind of you know props to whoever if you have don't have much like that Afro Bashman sound yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. has been big for a long but because time because it becomes becomes at the start it's innovative and then it becomes like oh yo we could we could make one of these and then before you know it there's another video popping up on <laughs> Jerome Daly or whatever and then you hear like yeah. X X pop band from the major label yeah, start yeah, using yeah. that and that's and then and, and that's the thing and then as soon as that starts happening it has to grow again you know it has yeah. to evolve I think that's the, the annoying thing is it like it, it it grows out of something like out of the concrete you know and a bit like like J Hus with, with We've kind of was like like steering the boat on that sound for a little while. Not not necessarily the first person to do it, but the first person to take it into this mainstream without being a mainstream artist, right? Yeah. And then as soon as people latch onto that and go, right, we want to do that as well. He the difficulty is, is is then having to be like, okay, cool, I created that, or I, you know, I was innovating with that. Leave that now. You lot are having that. What's what's the next thing? What can I be doing next? And that's the difficulty, you know, if you are coming up from a place where you don't have much, and I know it, you know, just because I wasn't out doing. <coughs> as naughty things doesn't mean I came from a place that had a lot I didn't have a lot and I understand the idea of going I don't have anything shit well if this guy makes a beat and it's gonna it does this I've got two beats that sound just the same I'll do one of those you <laughs> yeah. know and it's the, the, the fear is the innovation because you know like I, I think d- drill music when, when I first started hearing it because obviously I started hearing it when it was from Chirac and the Chicago stuff and yeah. you start hearing that then it comes over here and it's like the thing that's got its finger on exactly what's happening right now for these kids but then that has to evolve. Do you know what I mean it can't? Because that's not how they're feeling still right now. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I think that's the. But the scary thing is to go right. Who's going to take that first step to go? Actually, this is what we're feeling now, and this is the kind of beat that represents how we feel. You the, know, the music's representing the, the the sort of social social strife. Yeah. The same way that punk music did in the in the seventies. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, punk evolved. And the same way yeah, that like yeah, rave yeah. culture yeah, did yeah, in the yeah, early nineties. Yeah. But they evolved. That's the thing. Is I think that's the importance and what, what has to be remembered is that you know you don't get. I don't, I don't, I would always rate any musician, especially in in, in hip hop, rap, drill, trap, grime, garage, whatever. That it is just going. All right, I, I see what you lot are doing, and I like it, and I'm doing it as well. But now I'm just going to push it a bit further and do this. And if it doesn't work, then it's like, yeah, it didn't work. But you know, see, that's why I like Dave. Yeah, D- yeah, Dave, Dave. Dave can come in with a hard track, yeah. and then he can go. Do you know what? I'm yeah. shit hard at piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dave is like Dave is an enigma, man. He's, he's, <laughs> I don't he's, know where he's coming out. He's, he's very brave with, with, with music, and also, you know, you can't underestimate the responsibility that that guy has. You know what I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. Like there's especially you know, recently, like, yeah, his, and he's his, expected. Yeah, he's expected to. I don't know. Like I've I've I've, I've met him a few times. I chatted to him, and and we're we're cool. Yeah. To, to to an extent, I mean, I don't I don't know him like we're not best mates, but yeah. I know I know him and I really I really rate him as a person and as a uh-huh. musician, and like it's clear the pressure that that guy has because he's an incredible musician, right? And he's an incredible rapper. Yeah, he's young, but he's one of the few kids who's who's expressed you know that he's switched on right and he's forward thinking and he understands the the pitfalls with um, drug culture, gang culture, you know, um, idolizing. 
um, criminals, selling drugs, whatever, all, all this stuff. But then also, you know, it's had tough times, whatever. But like the responsibility on his back to 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 reflect like the responsibility for these young kids who are hearing it because if he says a certain thing they might do that certain thing or they might not do that certain thing you know and i can't imagine that pressure and so to be able to have all of that going on in your head and 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 still be able to innovate and push and keep creating is you know like I, I take my hat off to him because I like not like I, sometimes no one listens to my shit. I don't know if people listen to my shit or not. I, like sometimes, you know, yeah, they definitely do. But sometimes, <laughs> but I never know. Every time I put it in, I'm not going. This this tune's certified. Do you know what I mean this tune's? Yeah, okay. yeah. You like, don't, you like, don't, yeah. Do you feel that pressure when you put yeah. the pen to the paper? No, no, no. Because I don't think because like sometimes like I can I don't know. Not every time I'm going to put a song out, everyone's going to go right. This is a sick song. But like Dave, regardless if it's a sick song or if it's a song that he's not as proud of, or, it's scrutinized. Yeah, yeah. Because because. The, the world is watching. Do you know what I mean? The world's not necessarily watching me. So I can I have a bit more freedom to go, I'll try that. Let's see if they like it or not. Do you know what I mean? Or let's see if radio play this or not. Do you know what I mean? But with him, it's like, whatever he puts out, every single move has to be so calculated, which is cool, but it can stunt creativity. And so what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is that it should stunt his creativity, but it just seems to make it even, like it just doubles, it trebles it. Yeah, which is wicked to see. You know, a guy from South, he grew up in like close to it, like basically where my where I, where I spent all my time at my grand's house in Brixton. He was in Streatham, so you know I mean, he's like from where I'm from, and he's you know doing something that I've always seen, but I never saw it go that far. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's I, incredible. He's got a song with Drake. <laughs> you know, and as much as that's a small thing, and it's whatever, and it's pressure on him. And what do you, what do you do if Drake hits your hits your phone? If me, yeah, I'd be like, you must have the wrong number. There's no way. <laughs> I'd like, well, come on, man. Like, I've got a family that need to eat. I, you don't. I'm, people I'm, don't turn down Drake. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. Has. But you know, also it's an unpopular opinion. But Drake can rap. You know. Yeah. When Drake was when Drake was only a rapper, gee, that like I remember me and me and Rebel Clef used to sit all the time and just go why, and then we'd hear new tunes and go why is he not just doing this? Why is he not rapping more? But you know, I, but I he's just... got two sides to him as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got sure. the, he's, he's got, a musician. He's yeah, he's got the sort of soulful crooner side. Yeah, yeah he's got yeah, the yeah. that that kind of like. You know, he's like obviously got this fascination with like UK culture. Yeah, 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 just yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, the BBK yeah. tattoo and yeah, all yeah, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to like, you know, front up. Yeah, but, I, but I, like, I think like, you know, you can't underestimate the fact that a kid who's 19, 20 from an area that I grew up in, you know, where, where when, when we were growing up there, like rap music was, you know, we had guys like Kano. Kano's one of the best rappers in the world ever. So is Jest, in my opinion. So is Getz. Do you know what I mean? And like lyrically, could go toe to toe. I feel like with some of the best from America, right? And even guys like Jay Z have co-signed um, Kano from way back. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah. was never any sniff of someone having a tune with the biggest like. And he's not even a rapper. Just Drake. Drake is a pop star. Do you know what I mean? Drake is an international superstar. And Dave from Streatham has a tune of him. But I, I, I feel it like your rap music almost transgresses like just. UK culture because if you if you say the words UK rap right yeah. you probably think of somebody like Giggs yeah. or you probably think of somebody like Crapton Conan yeah, okay. right yeah. but I like feel like you know your your music feels more global like it it doesn't feel like it's just UK yeah, okay yeah I do, get do you it's know? weird because it I kind of had when I was trying to make when I was making my first album especially and then with this one as well it's kind of been the same thing is I tried to work especially production with producers and musicians was all English people. And it British people, and it wasn't like you know, you had to be white with brown hair and drink tea. It was like you know, it just had to be people who were from here, not from the states. Because I, I think you know, I'm so inspired and so influenced by American hip hop rap culture that I didn't want you know to lose 
myself as I started to work with people and start going, oh yeah, and start saying words I didn't really understand and whatever. So it was important for me to do to do that. But I don't know, I, I've always felt like it was really UK, but I hear what you're saying. I just think maybe sometimes, you know, because I, cause I, there's not as much scrutiny on me, sometimes I can just go, oh yeah, who cares? Maybe this isn't a rap song. The, but The first time I ever heard you on a track was actually on Reggie Snow's. Yeah, uh, 92. Yeah, no, 92. Yeah, and yeah. um, you, you featured on that. Yeah, yeah. And like Reggie's an Irish artist who yeah, yeah, went yeah. out and lived in um, LA. He had a football scholarship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know, I know. It was <laughs> crazy. I remember him telling me that. This is a long time ago, but yeah. And Re Reggie drifts between, like he's got a thick Irish accent. He drifts yeah, between yeah. having a little bit of an American yeah, twang yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, so like he's kind of like in that sort of... Yeah, that buttery, like that's the thing is also it's about knowing like where you sit and if you have a voice for it like i have a voice for it to be i don't know i like it's weird i've just whatever i've heard i've always of, of myself i listen back to myself i kind of you know i just worry that people around me were like you don't say that you don't sound like that you, don't, <laughs> you know you don't do that so, you know so that's why a lot of the things i've always yeah, had to be like you start truth. saying like aluminum and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. elevator in it, in it, in it. <laughs> <laughs> i want to go back to the, the, the kind of almost the, the the start like did you did you pick up your talent for writing rap music do you reckon you got that from 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 your mom she's a bit of a writer yeah. she's got like a sort of poetic side yeah for sure her. for sure for sure she was in a band called genie and the giants years ago um and she was like a writer my auntie is a poet and they you know were both poets together and they would like write and sing and and my mum kind of had to give it up. She gave birth to me. And I don't know. I kind of probably always felt like a weird like debt to her, you know, because she chose me <laughs> over, yeah. over that. Over the, over the quill. Over the quill, do you know what I mean? Over the, <laughs> yeah. over the, the Grammys. But yeah, do you know what? My mum my, my, my definitely got it from my granddad. And that's who, you know, this next record is completely inspired by my granddad in his poetry book. And I think it was interesting looking at it and then talking to my mum about it because, you know, these those two have such similarities with the way they write and then my, my manager Tomo my good friend Tomo um, he was like he can see a lot of influence on me and I think it's true I think that they're my biggest inspirations because my granddad was always reciting poetry to me like Stevie Smith's poetry in his own and you know then my mum starts reciting my granddad's poetry to me and then all this it's kind of like little just like little kind of because my granddad was Scottish so he would he'd give me like little tales about how he'd come to London and meet the Queen and yeah. you know, and she'd like get yeah. him to paint his 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 bits green. I don't like you know. That's that's a real poem. His toodaloo was dirty, so he took it to the queen, and she gave him a sixpence to have it painted green. It's one of my favourites that he told me. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where my biggest inspiration was that poem. Um, but like, th the thing about being like recited poetry to you at that age and like your mum being into it means that I assume in your house that you were never like dumbed down to like you like that you would have been spoken to as yeah, an adult yeah. Yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. like I didn't like my, my mum was kind of like that as well and mm -mm -mm. because she never like yeah. dumbed words down yeah. I'd have to ask what they were so I didn't actually yeah, read yeah, that yeah, much yeah, as a kid yeah, but yeah, ended yeah, up yeah. with a really big vocabulary yeah yeah, yeah for sure same for, for no reason yeah yeah but I think but it's the, that's the beautiful thing about it so I was like I was a single I was like that early Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This kid is on. They say when you're the first kid, you don't have a sibling. You have to socialize with older people a lot more, right? So if you're a twin, then you and your twin it doesn't mean that they don't develop, but they have like they can kind of get away with just going like in their own language or chatting, and they develop things like the sign language. It's fascinating stuff. But when you're a single child, you're the first child, and you're the first one in the house, you're kind of like, it's either you chat to your grand or your granddad or their, your mum's friends or, yeah. you know, or whatever when you're out and about, or you just don't talk. So if I, if I didn't chat to my mum, I can't sit in the back seat and chat to my, my brother before he was born, you know. So for the first seven <laughs> years of my life, it was just me and my mum. And so that's who I chatted but, to. Yeah, and she did, was obviously a lot brighter than me. You had, like, well, like, you know, you 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 had like I have like ADHD, so like like for for being a kid for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, sort of not sitting own, sitting about, not, sucks, not, yeah. not saying anything. That's that it, shit's tough. It's like, impossible. Man. I, I was like a, an only kid, and I, I lived out in the country, so there was no yeah, kids yeah. even about. That's so I, horrible, I used to like man. kick the football about and pretend to be all alone oh, players in the football so team. Do you know what I mean? That's but so like. Sad. What were the records in your house that your like mom and your dad and it your was, granddad were playing and stuff like, like that? My granddad used to love Frank Sinatra. Oh man, he used to love Frank Sinatra, man. And chairman of the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth operator. Yeah. But my mom and my dad. So my mom, mom and my dad. You know, they used to listen to kind of everything. There's a lot of funk and soul, a lot of blues, a lot of guitar heavy stuff as well. But kind of you know like kind of a lot of your obvious stuff like Beatles, Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, David Bowie. Um, Prince, you know, kind of just all the good stuff, kind of all the stuff that when you think about a cool parent or like it sounds like they like should have had a show on Six Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, <laughs> six, basically Six Music. Basically, Mark bringing was Six Music, and yeah. that's why I love it there so much because. When I go there, they go, yo, what tunes you want to play? And I just go, oh, I'll play these tunes on one That's right, yeah, you've, got I, a, yeah. you've you had, had a show. A few, I've had a few, you've yeah. Had a few I'm shows trying to take over from Craig Charles. That's not joking. <laughs> and, they just and, need someone who looks just like him. So yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, why don't you come along? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Like, yeah, you, yeah you've yeah, you done a couple of shows yeah, on Six but Music. It's easy because I just, I, you know, I play the songs that I listen to in my house, when, like my mum's house before I moved out. Like, and that, that it comes, it's not, I not, don't have to think about it, and, but it, it goes down so well. And I think it's just because what's nice about that as well is it, it makes me feel like there's loads of people who grew up in the same kind of family situations as me. You know, like those kind of kids go, yo, that's what my mum and dad used to play. And I go, yeah, same. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then yeah. the parents go, yo, that's what I played with my kids and when they were growing the up. The idea of touching people all across the nation through the tunes yeah, that you're yeah, playing yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah, is yeah, incredible. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what you're doing. Man. You need that's to like, um, you need cover for me next time I'm off. I'm allowed to pick my own record so you'd be allowed yeah, to pick yeah. yours. Oh, too. nice. Okay, sick, yeah. We'll I'll do that, that That's the deal. As long as I have to do any like, yo, here's so, some tunes that I should be saying I'm picking but I'm not really Yeah, no, no, that's it's all right, man. I'm legit. We're allowed to pick our own. Sick. I'm just trying to take you back off sex. You're too young. 
take you back over to Radio One. Um, <laughs> what was the like out of those like records and stuff that they were playing? Like, what was the one that you latched onto and you were like, "Oh, right, this is a bit of me." This one, Oasis. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hard I'm, not to. The like, first ever song that I I learned or sung was um, "Wonderwall." A lot of. Uh, um, a lot of music uh, tests and exams and stuff have been wonderful. I think I did yeah. that in like third year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's an incredible song. But like just that again is like, you know, because I, I, I don't, this might sound a bit rogue and I might just be talking shit because <laughs> I'm I'm rolling off my impulses right now. But like I, I see, a, like I watched the documentary, um, Supersonic, is it? Yeah, and I was watching yeah, my missus and we, we were on the train home from Edinburgh. We had like a little argument and we made up and then we were going back as like after New Year's. Typical. Yeah. And then we're rolling back and we start watching it and like, and like the way that Noel was writing, yeah, it like, there's something about it that it wasn't, it wasn't, not punk, do you know what I mean, in terms of a punk music, it's not hip-hop, do you know what I mean, but it had something in it that was like, so full of soul, and so like, I like, I would defy anyone who grew up in, you know, a situation like me, or, or you know, 10 times worse, which is usual, to, you know, because I, I didn't have the worst time, but I didn't have the best time, to not relate to it, or at least kind of go, you know, this guy's pouring his heart out, and the beauty of him, him writing it, and then his brother singing it, and kind of like, Capturing his brother's anguish, only he could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. Because yeah. Noel's the soul, but Liam's the punk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you need those together. And I think that was the thing that for me, I latched onto it because I was like, well, these guys, this is real. Like, it's real shit. There's not. They're not just talking bollocks. And even if it's kind of like braggadocious, or you know, when they're talking about champagne supernova <laughs> in the sky, it's like that. Like just it's the feeling of being that. Like yeah. I, you know, I want to be that. Do you know what I mean like? Do you, do you feel it like because like what was it last night I mean we were recording this in the at the, at the beginning of March mm. and Liam was having a go at Noel because he signed to a major record label and stuff and like yeah. he's constantly like you know yeah, like a yeah, terrier yeah, yeah, nipping yeah, yeah, nipping yeah, at him yeah, and nipping yeah. at him yeah. and like the the part of me is just going he's only just doing that because he really like wants to get Oasis back together yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think I mean they need to fucking get together I supported Liam Gallagher yeah, in um, uh, where was it in Finsbury Park um, like last summer, I was at that show. Yeah, yeah, I was there. You missed it. I was early. It was it was like me just before Wolf Alice, right? Yeah, and um, I, just, I landed in the middle yeah, of Wolf Alice. Yeah, cheers, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah, so it was pretty. It was carnage, man. It was just before the, it was the World Cup, in it. So there was a guy standing during that set yeah. who was completely and utterly bollock naked yeah, yeah. with nothing on, yeah. drinking a bottle of wine, and yeah. not even like pretending to go and look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how fucking mental really? that one was. Man, that we came out and everyone was just going, It's coming home and I, we heard there was a there was a, a group on before us, like an Australian group. I don't know who they were. But they literally got not booed off, they got like chanted off because they just couldn't they kept trying to play their songs and halfway through their songs someone would just go it's coming home. <laughs> and then it would like it would erupt through the whole so yeah. we, I got away with it but yeah I, 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 I digress I can't remember exactly what I was talking about supporting but I, I just remember being like around it and thinking like I don't know just he, he's a cool guy and but but also he's not a cool guy you know and and, and, I, and I, I I would love the idea of them coming back together but I think sometimes you just have to let it be do you know what I mean I, I think you know even if they got back together again would it be the same you know these guys sometimes can perfectly capture a special moment but the, the idea of it getting back together is probably more almost as exciting now as yeah. if they actually did it yeah yeah but that's the thing is like if they like I don't if, know, they, yeah, if, if they said they did I go oh my god but then yeah. when you have to then you have to I, I guess it's the pressure because you know I get it for, from them you know if you you're sitting on a gold mine and you both you both always be revered as legends and genius and no matter what they do now what they what they were sat on is was such incredible music and such you know, like captured a, like a generation and like and a, and a country, a world. Do you know what I mean at the time? 
So so what? They they touched it. So what? Noel Gallagher hates jazz. That's not so what because <laughs> I, saw, I saw his interview about how he hates jazz. Yeah. It made me fucking vex. Yeah, but if he if they turn around in about ten years time and just say that this whole thing was like a massive PR campaign, yeah, and Liam and Noel were actually on the phone to each other going, "Wait, what do we t- tweet yeah, tonight?" Yeah, really, I wouldn't I'd be surprised. Like, That's the most genius thing I yeah, think I've ever but seen. I wouldn't be surprised, man. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. What Rightly was so. what was the first job you ever had? Um, my first and only job was a a waiter. I wanted to get a job. Um, I was drop. I was dropping out of uni for my plan. Actually, no, this before that. Actually, I was trying to get a job as a as like a prep a preparation chef at Honest Burgers, and then I ended up. They said there's no there's no chance. <laughs> I was like, all I want to do is I was like, I just want to get in the kitchen. However, I can get in the kitchen. Get yeah. me in the kitchen. And my mum's friend, close friend, like my godmother. If my mum was religious, then I would have been like this. She would have been my godmother. So that kind of woman. Yeah. Uh, she was like, my, you know, my daughter's boyfriend is set up this one little burger restaurant. Yeah, check it out. So I go down to Honest Burgers. This is before Honest Burgers was like Huge. everywhere, right? It's yeah. the first ever one. And I go, yeah, you know, we'd like to get you down. So I go, yeah, thinking I'm gonna be a chef. And then I started being a waiter, and I was horrible at it, awful. I stuck my, you back into the my, kitchen. Yeah, my maths was rubbish. Like I used to like charge because you had to work out the bill. There was no like card machine there. You had to do it all by cash and whatever. So I used to have to work out the bill like with mental maths and I just couldn't do it and I used to undercharge people all the time and they'd obviously just leave and then one time I went downstairs to get a bottle of wine and as I opened the fridge like 10 bottles of champagne flew out over my head and smashed <laughs> and I didn't go upstairs and tell anyone or ask for help because I was embarrassed but I, did, I didn't yeah. know whether to tidy it up and so I kind of just stayed down there for like five, ten minutes. And then by the time I did that, the boss came down and he was like, what the fuck are you doing down here with all this broken wine? See, but you, you should have just styled it out and had yeah, one and be yeah, drinking yeah, it. Yeah, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but instead I was left in trouble. But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's was... That's insane. I, I did the sort of preparation, not not a preparation chef, but I yeah. did all, all the back stuff for like McDonald's for a week. What? Yeah, like I, I, I got, wow. I didn't get sacked, but there was a, a, a very angry uh, sort of manager guy who, like, when I was putting the fish fillet the wrong way around yeah. or putting the wrong stuff in it, he, no just, he would just like openly just go, "I kill you." I, <laughs> I just had a panic attack, and I was like, "Mate, this is not worth it." I'm, I'm, so I'm off. It's such a mad conveyor belt working in a place like that. What about like Brit school? What was that like? Yeah, it was cool, man. I was studying theatre there. Um, I went there mainly because I was having a tough time. I went to a private school before that. I got in on a scholarship. We kind of already made me feel like a bit of an odd one out because there was some super rich people there, and you know when you get that class, that classified is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult yeah, as yeah. a teenager as well because yeah. the, when you're older, it yeah. doesn't matter as much yeah, who's yeah, yeah. got yeah, a lot sure. of money, who doesn't. Also, because you you have a chance to generate your own worth and personality, and you know. But right then, you're just kind of living like you're kind of being judged on what your parents do. So you know, I go play football, and the kid, the rich kid, like. His dad's come and they like they're getting boots for you know for him and and then you don't have new boots so you get new boots but you can only get the Diodora ones or the Reebok ones and he's shout got the new Nike the Diodora. Puma ones used to be the cheap ones yeah, they were mad yeah, expensive yeah, yeah that's such bollocks man because it makes me so sad because Puma was like kind of obtainable. I love the Puma yeah. ones they yeah, were like keeping it real and then now it's like to get the Puma ones you got it's just the same they're just the same <laughs> good for them though good marketing yeah fair but point. yeah but I don't know it just it was weird but when I, so when I went to Brit I was kind of like excited to be around also I had ADHD and I was struggling. Um, they were they had me on meds at, at the school and I was really against them and uh, like the meds are super super str- I'll, I'll go into that after because I'll forget my other point but um, yeah I was on the meds I wasn't happy with it and so I went to Brit and I just I wanted to do theatre because theatre I didn't need to write I was fascinated by Shakespeare I was fascinated by poetry and the power of words and the spoken word and I just wanted to study it which I mean so I did that I did English um, 
A level, and then I did my other academia. But I, I was kind of just there to hang out, to have a good time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And in the end, I've kind of realised that not everyone was kind of as down for it as I was, or, or as I expect. Some people were just there to kill time. I was there, kind of going, "Yo, this is my, yeah. this is my passion. I'm, I'm blessed to be yeah. here." Yeah, yeah, for real. And I was, I, don't get me wrong, I was messing around probably the most. I got in a lot of trouble, but not malicious trouble. No, 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 like aggression or like fights, or whatever. Just like stupid things, like snowballs and balloons. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, I yeah. mean that's like heartbreak. The thing shit. is, being a, being a teenager <clears throat> and being a young man. Like uh, like sort of just after puberty, you've yeah, got expandable yeah. energy all yeah, over yeah, the show. All the time, all the time. You mix that with ADHD, that and, was, yeah. and you're like a you're like a Molotov cocktail. That was the beauty of being there. But I was I, the best thing about it was meeting people. Like was meeting people who who were making music. Some I'm cool with now, actually barely any. But you know, but like at least I had spaces to get you know to find like oh you make music, show me how or show me how to record this or do this or do that. But even know? that just interaction of being able to like do that yeah, yeah, and yeah, hang just, out. That was the thing is just meeting because when I was at other school, no one was creative like that. So it was you know like oh what'd you do? And I was like I want to I want to dance or I want to rap or I want to act or you know it's like bruv, no one does that here, man. We're trying to be bankers and we're trying to get paid. <laughs> and I was like oh yeah. but I I want to do those things, you know. I was like oh geezer, we're playing rugby and I didn't want to play rugby. And so it was like what where do I sit in this? You know, so at least I could go there and get away with it. But it was weird because again, you know, music to me then was really again still just fun. As was the fit thing, but fit. I was thinking maybe I'll become a playwright or something, you know. Maybe I'll like, I'll get into it. And I was, I wasn't rubbish at it. The whole like the whole world of theatre. So that was my, that's what I was gunning for. And Did dyslexia make make it hard for you to like learn lines and no, things no, like no. that? I no? think it actually kind of made me because kind of there's something interesting about. It. So like apparently like MI five or MI six or whatever it is or CIA, they were looking for people with ADHD, Asperger's, autism, dyslexia. Because you're going to tell me you're a secret agent. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. I'm like Agent Cody Banks. Revealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I've been compromised. No, but they look for people who think outside the box, right? And so as much as it was difficult for me, I had my own ways of doing things. So I could actually pick up, like, learn lines. Um, you know, if anyone wants me to be in any films, please. You know, this is this is my time to Hit show. me up. Please, James Bond. Yeah. No, but I, I could learn, I learned them like that just because I will just run it through my head. It was the same as writing rhymes. I mean, I had the, I really kind of had the, the correct disposition to... To be, able, to be yeah. able to do that. I don't that. know. It just they just it just it just there's like a particular way of doing things that I, I found worked for me. Um which I think is different for everyone, you know, you can only do certain things. But when it came to like writing creatively I could do it, but writing I could like academically or critically I couldn't do. So if I'm writing about um you know, trying to pick apart one of Shakespeare's sonnets, I can't do that, but then I can like I don't know, I can write my own one and then in in, in, in reference to it or in, in influence from it, you know. Like I, I just fi- I just finished writing like a book and it's like a hundred thousand cool, words, wow. and the, like the bits I could do really easily was the the bit where I had opinions and stuff and I yeah, could yeah, like yeah. talk freely about this that and the other. But then I've got like loads fact of amazing contri- yeah. when it, when it got fact based like fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. It was like I I just had to get somebody into like yeah, help yeah. help me figure it out. You do I was though, just like going, what do I do because it's just not I don't know for me facts is not I'm not interested by that. That's why me and my missus are a perfect combo because she's like she's all about the facts. And I've got like good pointless. That like, means she remembers when you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. on the twelfth. Yeah, 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 yeah. She does. Yeah. <laughs> she always wins. <laughs> but you know, then I, I kind of have the. I've got the waffle. So when we, you know, we chat to people. I can give the waffle, and then she goes, and here's the cold hard evidence. I mean, <laughs> so together we're a good team. Well, really, really, she'd be good on her own. But like I'm lucky to have you. her. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> what What was it like getting into like the the music industry and like sort of dealing with like 
getting your first manager and booking agents and and like labels and because like you know the the freedom of going sitting in your room and making beats and and uh sorry different after yeah writing over beats and stuff yeah yeah yeah. it changes like yeah yeah yeah. i mean it becomes a different like at first it was kind of fun like you think you i think you expect loads of things to change like a lot of people around me who are still around me now work-wise are people that are nice and people who really care about music and i think i'm quite lucky because i don't think many people actually have that it's, I always think, you know, your manager has to be someone who loves music, but it's not always. So, and I've had other managers that, like, I've kind of worked with my manager before. I've had to not work with anymore because they're more about money or they're only about money, right, or business or whatever. And it's not about that. And if you don't think about it, the chances are more of it will come. Do you know what I mean? If you just go, let's make these tunes for making tunes sake, people will actually start latching onto it. Whereas if you go, let's make some tunes for money, people will be like, we know you're making tunes for money. We don't want them, you know? But I don't know. I, I kind of, I found it quite difficult I, I, I think I don't know man I think maybe I had a bit too much honour you know or too much kind of like <laughs> like dignity do you know yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. kind of surrounded by people who d- at times didn't seem to you can't yeah. go into because I can imagine you got courted by like a lot of different yeah, people yeah, at the yeah, every yeah, day yeah. some people just, were like coming yeah, in and going we're going to make you a star yeah yeah and so what you ben, think, yeah, yeah. what do you want yeah, number yeah. one it literally, got it exactly and it was all like I remember <laughs> going to meet like some people at this one record label and they took us out for oysters and I like I'm I'm a big lover of food. It's not a lie. Yeah, not, yeah, but, that's, but that's I hate right. them. I hate oysters. Like, I, don't, I don't know I'm why. Allergic. Um, I'm going to die now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I, I just couldn't understand like why you take an 18 year old boy out for oysters and, and think that he's going to go. Wow. Yeah. Here's all of the hard work I put in for the last year. I'm gonna give it to you. But that, the thing about that is, it does work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's that's the heartbreak of it. But like, I think like it's changing. But yeah, I've I've always struggled with it. But I think you know it's a game that you have to play, and you can't change the game. Without playing the game, you yeah, I mean? so yeah, it is what it is. Change it from the inside. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. on the positive side, you've got like a like you mentioned that like you've got your crew around you, yeah, yeah, and I'm like lucky, man. you've got your good good crew, good good team around you. But like when, on the sort of outskirts of just like your your main team, I love the sort of five aside football team that you've got here in like Tom Meesh, Kiko Bun, Jordan Rakai, yeah, and yeah, Quez, yeah, 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 and yeah, and you've yeah. worked with them again on the on yeah, this, yeah, 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 this this new this, record this new project. Yeah, 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 yeah. This new album. Um, yeah, I think you know just the same people about is. It's nice, keeps you, keeps you, I don't know, I, really, I just feel like, you know, the musicians I'm working with are such incredible people and they're such good friends of mine, you know, like, guy like Jordan Mackay is such, I was at his wedding actually on Friday night, um, shout out to him, hitched. Congrats. Uh, uh, but yeah, just, you know, the, like, I feel very lucky to work with musicians like, like that, you know, uh, it was a big thing, I was thinking the other day about, you know, not saying that it's the same as that, but, and I don't think I'm really maybe part of it like that, but. You know, I was thinking about all these producers I want to work with, you know, and how I wish I could work with Jay Diller and The Roots and Met Questlove and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, at the time when, when The Roots were working on um, You Got Me um, and that album, um, Everything Falls Apart, or Things Fall Apart, sorry. Um, like, they're, they're also like the, like, Soquarians, I think, or like Erica Badu was working with them, D'Angelo was working with them, whatever. But, you know, Erica Badu wasn't Erica Badu that we have right now. She was an Erica Badu, but she wasn't like the superstar. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to kind of remind myself that the people I'm working with, you know, they're not necessarily the next Erica Badu or whatever, but th- these are my friends. And these are the people that I should be working with because much like, you know, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't go, yo, let me like holler up Jordan McCarr and get him over if it was the other way around. They'd be going, yeah, yeah, just yeah, work yeah. with Erica Badu. You, you, you know? have like Erica Badu. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly, yeah. So, going back but, and working with Quincy yeah, Jones yeah, exactly, or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the thing. It was like for me it was 
taking inspiration from that kind of stuff and just appreciating the stuff that I'm doing now with these guys because what they're doing at the moment is like it's, it's a moment in music I think you know you're not phoning up like Mark Ronson or phoning, no, no. phoning up Danger Mice <laughs> yeah, or yo, Timberland give me, <laughs> give me that sweet hit you know if they're listening and they want to hit yeah it's like uh, when I, I can't give you that but I'd love one <laughs> if you've got one i pay me my mum's house on a number one yeah. um, and like you know the sort of the yin to your yang the the Barry to your Paul Chuckle, Rebel Clef. Yeah, 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 yeah. My guy. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a hero, he, man. Yeah, he's, be, he's been yeah, yeah, there we, from, since almost yeah, day Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been cool, actually, because we, 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 like, fell out a bit. Um, I, like, as always, when you're, when you're working with friends, mm. it's impossible. You start making money together, and it was difficult. And so, well, one piece of advice, be careful when you're working with your friends because you care about them a lot, and you need to make sure that, you know, that you still care about them afterwards. It's a very difficult thing to navigate, yeah, making yeah, money absolutely. and splitting it. And you're what you're doing X amount, and this person's doing X amount. We've kind of, in a roundabout way, made ourselves back to being mates again. But you know, it's, it was an important thing because you see it all it's the time. Difficult. It's difficult. It is, man. And you money see it, ruins yeah. a lot of things. Like cash, yeah, cash ruined everything around me at times, and then it made everything better at other times. You know, and that's what it is. But it's just about appreciating it. You, know, you see it a lot with like Tribe Called Quest and Five Dog and Q Tip, right? <laughs> best friend. <laughs> that documentary, yeah, it's heartbreaking. That documentary. And I remember watching that with Rebel and being like, yeah. "Well, that's never us." And then, sure enough, a year later, I'm doing this fucking wire selfie and he's going why are you getting paid this money to hold some fragrance and I'm like I don't know but it's not my <laughs> fault I mean you can't hold it against me yeah um, but yeah was that I like mean, Eve's, was it Eve St. Laurent yeah Eve yeah. yeah and like uh, do, do you plan on getting back into the being the face of no, 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 Burberry no, no, or no, 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 Fred no, no. Perry or X, no, no. Y and Z tell you what if any like anybody who's you've got enough like the way I see it with that kind of stuff is you know if I can make money doing something stupid if I can sell my face it's not even that good of a face but if I, <laughs> if I can sell my little frog face then it means that like to be genuine it means that I can make the music I want to make without having to compromise it if, yeah, if I yeah. couldn't make money from doing crazy things like that stupid things like that because it's obscene and I shouldn't be able to do things like that but I can make enough money from that to then be able to sit at home and work on the music that means a lot to me, as opposed to making the music and thinking, geez, this music's got to supply me with X amount of money. You yeah, know, I yeah. get to, it's like a, like a quite a privileged position to be able to make money, to make music without worrying about the money it's going to yeah, make. Yeah, you no, know? big time. And, you, and you'll always make better stuff that way yeah, with, but that's without the, the pressure that's on. That's the balance though, I guess. Um, touring how do you find the role like the, the the vibe of touring like is that is that something that you love being able to take that out yeah. every single time yeah i like going on tour i think it can sometimes be a bit draining or gruel like drool, grueling yeah grueling. yeah not drooling <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's important um i just think it's quite weird because it's like one of the only art forms where you have to revisit your art every night you know like say if you're a painter you don't have to go back into the headspace you're at to when you paint it's dark image of a you know whatever but when you're making music you have to go back there and i think sometimes there's a lack of understanding with that when you're on tour and people go why didn't you play this song and it's like yo because i don't want to play that song because it's when i played that song i was really really sad i don't want to be that sad ever again you know that must be difficult because like yeah. a lot of your songs um well like some of the early songs and, yeah, I'm so, yeah. like, and some of this is like they're so, yeah. so yeah, yeah. touching and raw yeah, 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 like yeah. there's certain records that i can't listen to now but yeah. because yeah, they, yeah, they bring yeah. up like not yeah. Like a, a really sort of heavy emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of it's done it's, it's done like, done its purpose for you, you know. And it becomes yeah. someone else's. But I think you know it's it's definitely my duty to to perform X amount of songs, you know, the light hearted ones, if there are any of mine. But <laughs> there are. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I just think I, I've got more responsibility now. You know, I have a missus that I miss. I've got a house I got to look after. I've got my mum's house, my little brother. You know, like soon hopefully gonna have a dog i mean it's just there's extra bits i've always found like there's the further i've grown the more i leave behind when i go on tour do you know what i mean 
that's, that's the only bit that kind of sucks for me is just being away from the people I, yeah. I want to share it all with. But I'm, you know, I go with Rebel Clef, Tomo. We've got such a like such an incredible group of friends that we go on tour with. It's not there's no like industry buds on the road. It's just mates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's nice. The industry, so, yeah. well, the industry guys won't come out of London anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> turn, yeah we'll see you at London. Don't turn up at your Brixton Academy yeah, show yeah. or whatever. See you right? house if you have 30 guys on the guest list. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> One thing that you've got on tour that I, I, uh, when I was like reading earlier on, I was like, I'm also, I was like doing research earlier on. I was like, I've interviewed you and met you and like we've hung out so many times so I was yeah. like why am I doing research I don't think but I was like holy shit on your rider you've got one pint of draft Guinness and yeah. I just sat back and I was like that is living <laughs> like as somebody as you can probably tell living up to the Irish stereotype yeah, 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 yeah. is necessary. Is, is fond of like yeah, Guinness yeah. like you know Eve St. Laurent's one thing but like you know being yeah. the face of Guinness or something yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's, that's my dream <laughs> but I have to be you have to be 26 right or 25 I can't remember you have to be like over 25 to advertise alcohol so I remember this because like, I'm hopeful you, yeah yeah like you, you were that you were this has been on, on the cards for a long time and every every kind of year I get you know, get back in touch with Guinness and go, hey, don't forget about me. I'm coming. Yeah. I really, that's kind of my um, my big dream is to be is to be in a Guinness advert. Because oh, then, then I'll have done. I feel like I'll have done everything. Everything that was that I know that would have made my dad proud. I'd have done. You know, and you... I'm, yeah, I've done so many things that like not would just for him, but I've been inspired by him. But that's like the, if I do that one, that's the ultimate. Yeah, you make a lot of people proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> to make myself proud. Um, <laughs> you get starstruck quite easily like I don't get starstruck with, with musicians at all but that's because I think it's my job yeah 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 um, but if I was to like actually when I was in the BBC recently John O'Shea <laughs> was wow. in, in there and I, had, I walked past him a couple of times going oh my god what do I say what that's do cool I say? yeah I, like a, a footballer even if they're like an under like yeah, twenty-one footballer, yeah, 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 reserve yeah, yeah. footballer football because it's anything yeah. I'm like oh my god it's an yeah, alien just because it's it's like it was everything I ever wanted when I was younger, and it never Same, happened. You see, I would want yeah. to play for Man United, but it just like yeah, I, I'm, and I've met so many, and I think I'm kind of weirdly I'm cool with a few football players, right? And, but these are like legend football players. They're not playing right now. And I'm, I'm I, who are we talking about? Like Rio Ferdinand. Um, I'm sorry, David I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. You're friends with David Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> and the room goes quiet. How'd that hook up? Um, he asked me to perform at his uh, like a launch of like. Like a like a launch event for one of his like fashion brands. No, it was it was wasn't for his fashion brand. It was for like his grooming brand. Right, right, right. ninety nine. Shout yeah. out to David. And um, then we chatted a bit, and it kind of came to like that. He was actually a bit of a fan of my tunes, but not 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 massive. I think his son was or whatever. But yeah, you know, we we just chatted, and it, yeah, I told him a story about my dad and how he's a big United fan. I was a Liverpool fan, but you know, I said thanks for everything because you know football was a big deal in my house, and you know, but whatever. I just was I don't know. It was interesting, and I found that he was really into food and. Invited me down to one of his fashion shows in London Fashion Week, and then to another one, and then we went. He went to the he went to the Fashion Awards recently, and he invited me to sit on his table. And amazing, like I don't know. It just what was crazy is it's difficult not to get upset about, it, not to be emotional about because it, it's like that was my dad's like true hero. Yeah, Eric Cantona is the only other guy I'm really cool with, and we text, which is quite crazy. <laughs> See, that, the, the, yeah. that's that's incredible because yeah. like, I know that you have yeah, the, you yeah. would bring up the Eric Cantona flag yeah, with yeah, you yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah it's my dad. Yeah. So I told yeah, so I told dads. him that I told him that story. I said yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's another story. Yeah, I told Eric Cantona that whole story. We're cool, but you know, and that is also you know ridiculous. In this itself. is blowing my mind. I'm and like he, a yeah. childhood Manchester yeah. United fan. But these are yeah, these are two people that are important. But like with their Beckham, sometimes I'm chatting to him. And like he, he went to school, same school as my dad. Like they maybe like ten years apart or five yeah. years apart or whatever. 
But my dad used to do all the things that David Beckham used to do, right? And then I'm sat there chatting to him about, you know, whatever, like, basically nothing. <laughs> do you know what I mean, just saying like, yeah, you know, super shy, but also still kind of going, you know, we're, we're cool. And I'm thinking about like what my dad would think that his son is friends with his hero. <laughs> and he's in a fancy suit, in a fancy place, drinking fancy he's beers. He's so jealous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Be like, I want to be there. Isn't it? It's just, it's just it's heartbreaking that it couldn't be because it's crazy is that if my dad hadn't passed away, I would never, I probably would never have met. David Beckham or Cantona, because my story would have been different, right? Your story would have been different, and maybe the 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 music that you made yeah. might have resonated yeah, 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 in the same yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, so, sure, like, for sure. I, it's, but, yeah, it's, it's the, the universe. Like, it's crazy, isn't it? Because it's like you know, the person who'd enjoy it most doesn't get to enjoy it. So I have to make sure that I enjoy it <laughs> well, as much I'd as possible. Re- really, like, dig in there and didn't think that like uh, you were gonna say David Beckham. Yeah, come Cantona. on, man! I'm not, I'm not one of these, you know, one of these every now and again rappers. You know? I mean, I'm a yeah, real rapper. No, okay? I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, I've always, I've always wanted to meet like, like current players right but I don't I, maybe it's because my, the music I make is not current or whatever the only person the only I always think footballers have bad taste in music yeah, as, yeah. A, so as, maybe a, I'm as a group yeah so maybe I'm in then I don't know <laughs> maybe I got a shout I didn't know that but no the only, only player who's ever really hit me up like, as actual player was um, Daniel Sturridge Daniel Sturridge followed me when he was at the at the height of um, SAS days this is like storage dance storage and Suarez yeah, and yeah, I remember, yeah. Getting, remember getting that follow and going and like I don't really ever get followed by people who are famous or cool or exciting because I'm not that cool or exciting right and then every now and again one really niche or one really fucking cool guy <laughs> will pop up and I'll freak out and then for like a week or two weeks I'm trying to like figure out how to message him and by that time they've usually unfollowed me because it's probably by accident but we chat actually I message him I message him I try and message him before games and be like yo good luck for this or when he scores a goal I go congratulations great yeah, goal yeah, yeah. And that, for me, that's enough. But that's you know? amazing. Well, that's a, that's the team you support as well. Yeah, yeah for me, for me, it's, it's more than enough, man. But I would, I, the person I'd love to be cool with would be Virgil Van Dijk <laughs> or Alexander Arnold, man, because he's you know, yeah, he's one of our own. He's one of our own. Not one of my own. Yeah. I'm not from Liverpool, but Virgil Van Dijk. I mean, it'd be good going out in a night out with Virgil Van Dijk. He's yeah, just yeah. like he's like everything. You, you know, you would not get any yeah, shit. Of course. Nobody's of course. gonna nobody's gonna like throw a glass yeah, at you yeah, or anything on a night out with him. <laughs> um, so we're staring down the barrel now of like um, album two. It's not out at, at the time of this goes out, but I think it'll be very close to it by the oh, time wow. it does. Um, I'll still be I, I, it. I listened to it this morning. I love it. Oh yeah, oh, uh, I appreciate yeah, it. Man. I really I like it. I don't know if you've heard it or not. Yeah, thanks. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I feel like I said, I feel like it was again it was the best I could do. <laughs> well, it's really fucking good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it feels like you know I, I said everything I wanted to say. Uh, I worked with all the people that I wanted to. I like you know I wanted to work with. I didn't compromise. I didn't work with people that I didn't know. I made sure I only worked with friends again. It just so happens that kind of some of my friends are a bit more you know. Yeah, known like, them before, but it didn't feel like anyone was there. They'd been shoehorned on or forced into a room. You know, every song was made in the room with people. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really proud of it. I think it's um it, again, it's like a snapshot of how I, how I feel. The, the George Smith uh, track is the current single. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just came out, and uh, there was a real fun video if you go up on Instagram of like used to in the studio yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, creating yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was weird because like I, I'm a big fan of both years. Yeah. I just like yeah like how did that come about like we like are yeah. you, is that the same sort of like have you been friends for a while or, yeah, yeah, or was known, that like I've a known, mutual I've respect known, no, vibe I've known her for ages um, but not like I remember not hung out loads I met her a long time ago before even before I was really Lil Connor definitely before she was Georgia Smith at this bar she was like oh you're Lil Connor I was like yeah and chatted or whatever but then like as time would go on I keep I keep, just kept seeing her in places you know and then she was just growing in name and name and name and I was like wow she's really doing well for herself mm. this is wicked and then 
yeah, man. Like, I, I, I can't remember. I bumped into her at some point, and I was like, you know, we should work on a tune. She said, yeah, I'd love to. And we kind of had, both once we kind of had caught wind of each other's music, been like, yeah, for sure, why not? Um, but that makes she, sense. she was so busy, I was so busy, and we kind of looked like brother and sister a little bit, you know. So <laughs> kind of, we kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Was, but like, finally, I like so I'd made this tune with Jordan Mackay. We'd written it mostly. It was kind of rough still, and we'd already had Otolengi finished then. So other tunes Sail Away with Shalad Dave Wilson that Jordan produced and he was like you know what? I don't really you know we're kind of deciding if he should be on two singles or and he was like you know I've got my own stuff to do sorry um, for the listener I just dropped a coaster uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed um, but it, I, he kind of had his own thing going on and so I was like okay well fuck it let me just um, um, get in touch with Jordan and see if she'd be up for being part of it so I sent her the idea I was like hey we and Jordan have got this idea for a song do you want to be part of it she was like yeah for sure and then we went to the studio and kind of the rest was history but <laughs> it was ni- it's nice to, to make music in the room of people and it sounds stupid do you know what I mean yeah, if like guys like whoever like Oasis would listen to it go yeah of course you make the music in the room do you know what I mean but, that doesn't happen but these days it doesn't happen like that yeah. do you know what I mean especially if you're making making rap music and you can get beats from whoever people just send you beats you rap on them I can't do that oh, I can if I have to and it's important but in a, like the the nuance the, the beauty the mistake the the thing that you keep you know all the things that Georgia did on the song and all the extra little bits she did is in response to what I'm saying and what I'm putting down is in response to what she's saying and that's where you have a song that means something yeah you know, it's, it's got it's got a heartbeat to it yeah like, we had the specials on the podcast and I'm cool, not sure man. I'm not sure which cool. I'm not sure whether it's already gone out or it'll come out after yeah, yeah, yeah. but like they made an album with Desmond Decker and didn't even see him wow you know, they, they they put it all down yeah, and yeah, he yeah, came yeah, in yeah. somewhere else and did it that's, it just doesn't make any sense and I think sometimes the beauty of that can work if that's how you work like I know that MF Doom and Mad Lib when they were making the Mad Villain um, tape they were like in on like diff, like one, one was nocturnal one, I think Mad Lib was nocturnal so he'd be up all night making beats making beats then he'd go to bed and then as he was going to bed MF Doom would come into the studio and record on all the beats and he'd go to bed <laughs> at the end of the night and then Madly would wake up and start making more and mixing it yeah, yeah. they never really hung out but they were in the same space but well, The Clash did the same thing yeah, yeah. like Mick Jones and Joe Strummer wouldn't speak to each other for a while so like um, Joe Strummer would come over Mick Jones' house and post yeah. le- lyrics through the letterbox no and then he'd just write to it Fuck yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean that's wicked though yeah. I think, you know, it's just it works sort, for some yeah. people it doesn't yeah, for but others. just contact I think any sort of contact for me is the best yeah, um, but yeah, but I appreciate, it, man, because I, I still don't know if, as much as I'm happy with it, and I feel like it summed up what I want to say. I don't know if it's shit, if it's new, if it's like you know, if, if it's different, if it's the same. I like, I've got no idea if it's. If any- you're happy with it, then like you've half the battles won already. Yeah, that's that's a good point, because at the end of the day, at least if it tanks, and I know that I was proud of it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to <laughs> bad bet the house on it that it's not. Um, ben, thank you so much for taking the time out. It's for- a true pleasure, man. For a lovely chat down in Soho, and good luck with the yeah, record and all me. the all the rest of the whirlwind that comes with. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 